Welcome back to the Shared Space Podcast. Hello, friends. We cannot wait to share our space with you today. I'm very excited about today's episode. It's going to be all about praying circles around your children. It's going to be a great one. Super positive, just like us. You know, it's the trend that we're trying to set with this podcast is staying positive and how we can help influence others in a positive way. So let's just jump right into this today. I don't know how long this episode's going to be. We can talk all day about prayer. This is true. (laughs) But I think, honestly, where we should go back to, I know last episode, the word was impact. We're going to try to not say that 75 times during this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're going to go back to um, a couple years ago, Jax got baptized. And um, I feel like this, for us, we didn't really realize that it was going to be a pivotal part of our relationship. Again, you not realizing the choices that you're making in the moment impact your future. Um, But Jax had gotten to a point where he was – very much just wanting to get baptized and what that looked like. I was actually telling one of my friends this story yesterday because she was saying that her daughter wants to get baptized. And so she said, I just don't know if she's like ready for that. I don't know if she understands it. And so we had been in church one morning and Jack saw one of his friends up on stage getting baptized. And he said, well, what, why is that kid doing that? Basically like, why is he getting dunked in the water? And I said, you know, Jack's when you decided to start following Jesus, that was a personal choice. Right. And he was like, yeah. And I said, well, he's up there doing that because he wants it to be a public declaration. He wants everyone to know that he loves Jesus. And he's like, well, I want to do that. I'm like, okay. But we sat back and we like had some talks with him and made him actually think about what he was doing because I don't think that that's just like a light choice that you make. And it's not like, oh, because everyone else is getting baptized. We should go do that too. And me personally, I, um, as a Christian, I know some people believe in like getting baptized as a baby. And for me, like I was never baptized and me and my husband actually were baptized in our twenties together as like a step forward in our faith together. And so I just told him, I said, I don't want you to just do it because it's the trendy thing or like the thing that everyone else is doing or cause your friends are doing it. I want you to actually know why you're doing it and that you're making a choice because you want people to know that you love Jesus and you want to make that step forward. And so This was kind of something that he decided to do and um, kind of, I don't know if it was like a hard part of our relationship. Do you want to kind of talk about this part just when we invited you and the things that were going through your brain? Okay, so taking it back to my childhood a little bit, um, I was baptized as a baby, Um, had a pretty decent upbringing as far as like Christianity and all that. You know, my parents both believed in God and, and instilled that in us sort of, you know, I don't really remember a whole lot of it. I remember going to church, but the one thing that really sticks out to me and one of the things that I've struggled with, and I, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about this and it's very common to struggle with this is your identity in church. And that can be a really hard thing to find. And when we're dealing with things like peer pressure in church and, you know, they're, they're kind of setting an expectation in church sometimes in, you know, no disrespect to any churches that I've gone to or how people run or handle their faith or any of that. Like, that's not my job to judge you. That's literally God's job. But if I'm stepping into a situation that's making me uncomfortable and I'm supposed to be growing in my faith, then that mm-hmm. that's what made it really hard for me to continue to want to go to church and continue to want to build my faith. Because every time I was coming around people that claim to be Christian, 
And I'm not saying that, that they're not, but when you're walking with that title and you're trying to instill those things in other people, then being judgmental is kind of contradicting, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so when Beth invited us to go and, and Zach also struggles with this just because again, you know, you carry a very big weight claiming Christianity, claiming religion, faith, and, and walking with Jesus, but you're being very ungodly on the outside. And that starts to, again, impact and affect other people and people around you. So neither one of us had great examples of that like later on in our lives. And like I said, I don't really remember a whole lot of a positive as kids other than when I would go to church. Like that was, that was fun when I was a kid because I would go to like Bible study and, and things like that. But when I became a teenager and I started going on my own and trying to grow my faith, it was just a very negative experience for me. So into my early adult years, it became an even bigger struggle. And I really had no example of faith or religion or godliness or anything like that. And I definitely didn't have a church home to go to. And I was just kind of rebelling and pushing against it because I didn't understand it. And I didn't understand why, you know, in the Bible, it says all of these positive things and how we should treat each other, but that's not how we act on the outside. So when Beth asked us to come to Jax's baptism, both Zach and I were like, yeah, no, <laughs> you know, and it's hard. It, I feel like it was hard for her to not take that personally because, you know, maybe in her mind, it, she thought that we weren't going because of her and we just didn't want to be around her and Cody. And in reality, it was just like, we've had a very poor example of Christianity and stepping into a church just kind of made Zach and I both go, yeah, no, we're good. Like, can't wait to hear about it afterwards, but we're going to have to go ahead and pass on that. And, you know, now it sucks because I wish we would have gone because that was such a big thing for Jackson. It was a big choice for him and it was, it created a huge ripple effect, you know, in all of our houses, him taking that big step and like really starting to understand what it means to walk with Jesus. And so now we look back at it and it's a sad feeling to have that we missed out on it, but you know, it just goes to show that when you have negative um, experiences throughout your childhood and your young adult life, it, it again bleeds right into your adult life and how you handle things now. And now that, you know, I've come back to my faith and I've really been working on that. And Zach and I have been working on that and working with the girls because when Jack got baptized, he started coming home and talking about it more, which, you know, we talked about this a little bit in a different episode. Um, the girls started asking questions too. So it's like, how can I be a good example of that, you know, going forward? So we all began to, to pray and <laughs> she laughs, but not like this is, I feel like this is a really common thing with people. And we were talking about this a little bit before we started the episode is like, you don't really know where to start and you really get caught up in that feeling of feeling too far gone. And I can never come back to Jesus because it's been so long and I don't know how to pray. I don't even know what to say. Like literally just start, just start talking to him. Talk to him like you're talking to yourself in your head, but it, like literally in the realest sense, he's listening. And when you do it consistently, you'll start feeling the change, not just in yourself, but like in your spouse and your family and your environment, because it's a real thing. Like it's, you know, we talk a lot in the world about karma and the universe and all these things. And no matter what you believe in, this is a real thing. Like you put positive in, you're going to get positive out. You pray then God starts to hear you and things start getting put into action. So it's been a really, really cool thing to just watch how all of our lives have changed and started ahead in a really positive and impactful direction. 
Right. And going back to when she was saying, like, I, I felt like I was saying it personally. I was because I think that you get to a certain part in your co-parenting where you just feel like no matter what you do, you can't like win or lose. And there were situations in the past. I can't even like think about one just sitting here personally, like just, you know, pinpointing that, but maybe a time where I could have involved them and I didn't, or, you know, like there's always those choices that we make as parents that again, going back to that selfish love of, well, I just want to do this because this is like what I want to do for me and what I want to be able to do with Jackson X, Y, and Z. And so in that moment I was like, okay, I'm involving them. I'm, I'm letting them know when it's going to happen. And now they're still not reciprocating. Like, I just feel like I'm stuck in between a rock and a hard place of no matter if I'm doing this or not, they, they don't, they just don't want to be around me is really what I felt like it was coming down to is that it was me, a personal attack on me and that they couldn't just get over themselves to be around me, which at the end of the day, that's not what was going on. But as a co-parent, you, and especially when negative things are happening over and over and over again, negative interactions, you start building up stories in your head of things that aren't happening. And so, um, this leads into a big part of our story was again, Jack's got baptized. It was right after Christmas. It was in December of 2020. And then, sorry, I had to think about the date. Yeah. 20, because then in January of 2021, that's when I was telling you guys that story, a couple episodes about that's when I just decided, like, I feel like no matter what I do, no matter if I involve them, don't involve them, invite them, don't invite them. I'm nice. I'm not nice. Like it, nothing's working. So I'm just going to start focusing on me. And that's truly like was such a huge pivotal moment. And I don't know if that had a lot to do with Jax's baptism or if I finally was just coming to realizations that like I can't control the outcome because I'm not in control. It's a shocker. It's very hard for me, but I am not in control. And um, so this was a part where I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to start praying for them instead of like praying not against them, but in a way, um, a lot of my prayers revolved around like, please change their heart towards me. It was, again, they were selfish prayers. And sometimes I think we do pray or we bring things to God or we pray about our kids and it is in a selfish manner or something that's only going to positively benefit you. And so when you pray, you're like, God, please just do this because this is what I need. Okay. But at the end of the day, is that what's best for the whole scenario or the whole situation, you know? So a lot of my prayers were like, please change their heart towards me. Please help them like me. Please help, you know, just like the silliest things. But I was, I was very just desperate at that point. And so that's when I decided to start changing my prayers about Jax, my prayers about my own daughter, about Memphis, about my marriage, and just really realizing that if you bring anything, I'm going to use a big word here, but intercession, (laughs) you bring it to intercession, as Michael Todd always says, we love him um, over here. But if you bring it to intercession and you just start realizing that you can have a huge impact with the prayers that you're saying, um, if you're not saying them in a, in a negative or a selfish way, if like, God, I just want them to be able to see me for who I am. Just like I want to be able to see them for who they are. And it's not just that always like, oh, is it going to benefit me? If I haven't been seeing them in a certain way, like open my eyes to that or open my eyes to their viewpoint or open my, my son's heart to not only me and his dad, but to both of his bonus parents, you know, like there's just a way that a lot of times I think that we pray and it can be very one-sided and that's, that's the hardest part about prayer. Mm -hmm. Well, and you can even pray to God. God, please teach me how to pray. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I do not know what the heck I'm doing. And still to this day, even uh, a year and a half into rebuilding my relationship with God, I, I sit there and I, I say, I don't know 
what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. So please just guide me however you want me to handle it, whatever door you want me to open, whatever door needs to be shut, just lead me to it. And then I'm just going to let you walk with me from there because that's like the best that I can do at that point. And, you know, she talked about asking God to see us in a way that she hadn't. And it, it just makes me think about the six years that we went not speaking to each other. Neither of us knew what was going on. We knew tidbits of stuff from Jack's going back and forth. We knew tidbits of stuff from things that we all said to each other and good old social media with the highlight reel. Everything just looks picture perfect on, on all platforms and it's just not reality you know she had no idea some of the things that we were struggling with she had no idea well, neither of us had any idea what Jax has been struggling with and so many things are coming to light now that the best thing that we can continue to do is just pray for guidance yeah so one of the big ways that I just started praying was I like that you talked about like not knowing how to pray I think that's the hardest part about prayer is people think it needs to be perfect or perfectly worded. I've totally prayed before and I've been like, okay, hold on. Let me remake sure that I say that over again so that you understand what I'm saying. He's God. He gets what you're saying. He knows what's in your heart before you even know what's in your heart. A lot of times he's just waiting for you to come to the reality of what's going on. And he's like, yeah, I know that's what's been going on in your heart or your head. I just have been waiting for you to figure it out so that we can be on the same page. And so a lot of times, you know, I love... I, I know I've brought up Red Rocks Church like a lot in the past few episodes, but they're like, I don't know if it's like their motto or mission statement is that it's a hospital for the broken. And truly like, that's what God, he wants you to just bring to him, like your emptiness, your, I don't know what I'm doing. Like he just wants you to humble yourself before him and not act like you have it all together. The highlight reel, like Josie was just talking about, he wants you to say, I know that I am not enough and I'm ready for you to like start and like fill in the gap for me. And so a big, um, if you guys are a big reader, a big, um, a big book that changed my life and Josie actually read, I think it's just like, not like the parent version, but circles. yeah, it's just for an adult. Mm-hmm. She read like the adult version. I read the one for the, for a kid. My sister actually gifted it to me and it's called praying circles around your children, um, by Mark Batterson. And then there's also just like the praying circles. I think that there's a bunch of different ones that he has. He's an awesome writer. Um, but the book is really, if you're, if you're like me, like I like reading, but I need the book to go by fast or I'll lose interest. And so it's actually only like 75 pages long. It's a really short little small like pocketbook. Um, but it just talks about that. It's never too late to start praying for your kids. Um, that a lot of the things that you pray for can be the things that like come true in the future, which is really cool. Like that you have such a strong impact with your words. You know, in the Bible, it says that your life can't, or your uh, tongue can either be words for life or be words for death. And for me personally, like, I just want to be more aware of the words that I'm speaking out over my children, whether that's praying or just speaking positive affirmations over them every single day or saying like, you know what? No, like we're going to have an awesome day. And just like saying that out loud, I just want to be the example for my kids in that way. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you mentioned the, we're going to have an awesome day today. I <laughs> I love this memory. When Jackson and Jillian were still in school, every morning before I would drop them off, we would stand in the driveway and I would say, what are you going to have today? And they would say, a great day. And I'd make them repeat it three times because you literally are setting your kids up for stuff. And, you know, they talk a lot about in, in the world, um, 
manifesting things. It's the same. It's the same. If you believe it and you pray to God and he knows your heart and your true intention and you're praying for good, positive things, it will come to light if that's what's meant to be. And, you know, they joke about your plan. You have all these plans in reality. It really is God's plan. And once you start accepting that and walking in that and being humble in your life, big things come out of that. Okay. So back to what I was saying about earlier with kind of just making prayer and like your prayer life, just part of your normal day and that it doesn't need to be something that's like super holy and has to be the right time. You know, in my perfect, in my perfect world, like my quiet time with God would be, um, like in the morning and like no one's awake and I'm having my coffee and it's sunny outside. And that's like the perfect, you know, everything's just like quiet and I can really listen to what God's saying. And maybe that happens like one time out of the month, but you can't control, especially as mothers and stay at home mothers, you can't control, you know, if your kids are going to wake up early that day or whatever. And you can't just decide that, Oh, like my, my quiet time with God today isn't going to happen because of the fact that like my day started out, um, a little wonky. Honestly, that's the best time to pray is like when your day starts going wonky, not because your day is running perfectly. You need to involve God in the harder parts of your day or God, like I'm really overwhelmed already this morning. Please just like bring peace and calming into me so that I can be like the best mom for my kids today. And so I think the practicality of, um, let, let me bring up like a podcast that I was listening to yesterday because we're podcasters over here. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to a podcast about praying parents because I'm about to go talk about it tomorrow. And so one of the things that she brought up with is that she instilled praying into her kids so young that, you know, for me, praying has been kind of like, I wouldn't say an awkward thing, but it's been something that I feel like I have to develop or I used to feel weird, like praying in front of other people, like, oh, I'll pray all day long, like in my head, but you want me to pray around other people? Like, "Mm, okay, that's a little awkward and uncomfortable. Um, That just kind of goes back to our generation too, of just not being as open with things. Um, I think that's become something that's more prevalent nowadays, especially with social media of like just being loud and being out there and stuff like that. But that's not how it always was. And so she talked about, you know, I want my kids to almost overly pray about things because I want them to feel like this is just a normal thing and that like God is our father that is watching over us. And so when we are hurt, when you're hurt on earth, what do you do? You go run to your daddy. The same thing, like when you're hurt as an adult, especially when you're breaking generational curses and you're doing all of that, you know, maybe you don't have a father that you can run to. God should be that father for you that you just always feel so welcome. He just brings that peace around you. You feel so calm around him because that's the character of God. And so she's like, I almost wanted to overly um, pray around my kids or make that something that was just like, we pray about everything because I just want them to feel comfortable running to their father and running to him when they, you know, are hurt or they're sad or they're angry or whatever that emotion is. And so she gave this example of, I can't even remember if she said it was her son or something, but they had a friend over and she said that her kid was only like five or something. Okay. So again, super formidable year. So they, everything that you're doing, they, they do, and they copy you. And so her, um, son's like friend fell off of, um, their bike and hurt themselves, you know, got like a boo-boo on their knee or something. And her child like ran right over, was like, oh my gosh, like we need to pray over this. Like we need to pray so God can make you better. She's like, I kind of laughed about it because I was like, "Um, uh, you know, praying isn't going to hurt the scratch on their knee. But the fact that that was their first instinct, she was like, was the point. Like I've created like that instinct in my child that like if someone's hurt or someone's angry or someone's sad, the first thing that we do is bring it to prayer. And so I think that if you 
if you just like want a good place to start, like Josie was saying, you just start. Like maybe you haven't made prayer a part of your everyday life or you feel uncomfortable praying. Tell God, like she was saying, like, I feel really uncomfortable doing this, but I want to feel comfortable. Like I want to feel you. I want you to fill me with your peace and your love and your understanding. Even I wasn't going to talk about this, but I burnt my hand really, really bad before I came in here. And I'm actually sitting here with like an ice pack on my hand and my hand is throbbing so bad. And as I was, I was running the water underneath, um, the sink in the bathroom in between episodes that we've been recording. I was like, God, like, please, like this just hurts so bad. And I don't want what is going on to be like with my hand to be a distraction of the words that I'm supposed to be saying. And I, I truly feel like the enemy can use anything as a distraction because my hand is throbbing so bad that I'm more focused on that and the hurt of that than what I'm supposed to be doing here. And so I was like, God, please just like heal my hand, not even heal it in a way, just like take away the distraction of it hurting so bad so that I can actually focus on what I want to be saying and get like my words across. And so I think just praying about everything, even if it's something that you feel silly about praying, the more that you just make it a part of your everyday life and you just start, then that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, I, it's funny that you mentioned the the part about, you know, taking it to your dad. This is actually a conversation Zach and I had that I totally forgot about. And it kind of leads me into um, another thing that I wanted to touch on. But, you know, he's struggled for many, many years to have a healthy relationship with his dad. And it clicked. And I don't remember if it was a podcast or something that I listened to, but something brought it up and we started discussing it. And I said, I feel like that's why you really struggle with developing a relationship with God too, is that your example of a father has been very negative. So for you to view God as your father is probably very skewed. And it's probably very hard for you to even consider relying on him when you have not had that positive um, that positive influence or that person that you feel like you've been able to rely on. So it's just been something that we've been having to walk through. But the other thing that I was going to touch on is, you know, back to podcasts and things, of course, um, Beth and Tiff and I all went through a series called the wife project. Um, it was basically learning how to be a more godly wife. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about, kind of selfish praying where it's like, Oh, change this person, change that person. I want my, my spouse to treat me this way, or I want my kids to treat me this way. And in reality, we're not focusing on ourselves. So we went through, I think it was eight weeks, 12 weeks, something like that. Um, but it was super impactful for us because it just talked a lot about what are you doing? Like, how are you being the example of a godly wife? Are you, portraying yourself well for your husband, not trying to push them into being a godly man or believing the things that you believe in, but simply walking that on your own and just showing them the example of that. And throughout that process, you know, Zach made lots of comments about how he just noticed that my demeanor had changed. The way I was handling things was different. Um, You know, he was starting to talk more about God and his feelings and the things that he struggled with simply by me just being that example and sharing what, you know, I was working through or the things that we would talk about, or, you know, um, each week we would have like a challenge that we would have to go through with our spouse. And it would just open up that dialogue of things that we've never talked about. You know, we've been together for seven years and there are still lots of things that we have not talked about or worked through because we've either pushed it down or it's an uncomfortable conversation to have, or it's just things that we've never really thought about. And it's really just helped our relationship grow and helped us to view God differently and have a different part of that in our marriage. 
Okay, so I loved that you brought up making your marriage the center and the focus and that um, that just needs to be where it all starts because if you guys don't know this, I guess maybe if you're new in your Christian walk or you just don't really know like how Christianity is set up, it should always be like your relationship with Christ, then the relationship with your husband, um, your significant other, then your children. And I actually think we talked about that in another episode of just like the order and that if your kids see you actively putting your marriage first, it creates a positivity in them and they don't even realize it because it's like you're positively interacting with their other parent. And so that positivity, um, kind of like rubs off on them. But anyways, why I wanted to talk about this was the fact that another book that I read, wow, I sound like a book nerd, um, was, she um, is, no, I am. I love books. (laughs) Um, was the, another book that's called the praying wife. And my friend Rachel actually gifted it to me when Cody and I got married. She was like, this was a huge book for me and my husband Zach in the first year of our marriage. And so like, I wanted to gift it to you. And I think there's also like the praying husband. And so you guys can like do it together or whatever, but there is a point of it, which when you start it, you think like, oh, I'm just going to be praying for my husband and praying that they like become a better person basically. Um, but what I thought was so interesting is it started reflecting back on you like instantly, mm-hmm. like when you're praying, instead of praying, like change them, make them see like all the good things that I'm doing, like make them want to take out the trash. Like it sounds really like, like silly things, but it's truly the stuff that we focus on. And so yes, this episode is called like praying, you know, we're talking about being praying parents, but if you're not praying in every relationship, it doesn't matter if that's your only focus is your kids. It can't be your only focus. You need to be praying about just like your own Christian walk. You need to be praying about your husband, your spouse, because it's just like a whole, a full circle thing. You can't just focus on one area of your life and think that like the, the other areas don't matter. And so when I was reading that book, you know, one of the things that it talked about was instead of instantly going to them and being like, you're doing this wrong. I wish that this would change about you. All of this stuff, just taking it to prayer and saying, God, I don't even know if they understand like the things that they're doing. I don't even know if they see that about their character. Like if you want to expose that about them and you want to help them grow in that area, like please let me help them do that. So I think that's the same thing we can take it to being praying parents is sometimes our kids don't understand when they're acting rational about things or they're, you know, maybe acting like Jax has been going through manipulation. I don't even know if he understands that he's doing that. God, expose that about your children, expose that character being about them and let me help them through it. Instead of being like, just change this about them, make this better, um, you know, make them less angry, make them whatever. It's like, how can you as a parent, as a spouse actively be a positive part in the change. And I think that is just something when it comes to prayer, it should just always be positive. It should always be, how can I help not change them? How can I help this situation? How can I be an active, positive part of the situation? And so if you need some good books, you got to go grab those ones. Yes. She has all the book recommendations for you guys. I'll have her put it in the description so that you can (laughs) catch it and write it down and get them ordered for yourself. But yeah, I love that she says that because, you know, this is something that we've talked about and something that I've really tried to focus on is yes, your kids are important, but everything stems back to your relationship with God and your relationship with your spouse, because at some point your children are going to move out and they're also basing future relationships off of how you're interacting in your relationship. So all these things are super important, you know, praying over your circle, the people that are around you, that's really important too. 
you know, praying that if there are conversations going on that you're not hearing, that God's removing those people or changing your heart or whatever that looks like for you. And really just start, even if it feels uncomfortable, even if it sounds weird in your head, just start, just say, Hey God, (laughs) this is how I'm feeling today. I really don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, but please help guide me. Please help guide my spouse. Please help guide my children. You know, we're really struggling right now and I just want to see a positive impact come out of this. So whatever that looks like for me, please help guide me to that. And it's really just going to start changing your whole world. No, I love that. It actually made me think of something. So we kind of had a hard day um, just all around on Tuesday. And the first thing that I did is sometimes like I'll just stop in the middle of things and start praying and Jax or Memphis will kind of just be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I don't like how I, and I start speaking out loud. So if you are praying, sometimes I think telling your children why you're praying and taking accountability for things, you know, I just started telling them, I was like, I'm feeling super overwhelmed right now. And I don't want my first reaction back to this situation to be anger or to just lash out at you guys. So I'm asking God like for him to bring peace in so that I can be a better mom for you guys, or I can have less anger, or I can have him help me with this scenario. And so I think just being open with your relationship with Christ is the biggest thing. You know, me growing up, kind of going to back what Josie was saying is that I feel like Christianity used to be more of like, I don't even know what the word for it is. It's just kind of like this thing that you didn't really talk about and everything had to be perfect and there had to be like this facade and I'm just so blessed that I'm not raising my children to be that way I think that's why I walked away from God for so many years is that I felt like I could not live up to the expectations that the church put on me because of the church that I was being raised in And I just wanted a relationship with Christ that I had heard about where there's no expectations, there's no checklist, there's no like me being perfect. It just could be me showing up as I am and that's like good enough. And so I think when we're more open about our relationship, we're more open about how we're praying and what we're praying about, you can pray about little silly things. It doesn't have to be these big prayers about changing the world, you know, and stuff like that and changing huge scenarios. Sometimes it's like, God, I'm just so angry and I don't want to be angry right now. I pray about literally everything and I think that that is the biggest thing is just teaching your kids that there's nothing too small to pray about and there's nothing too big either yep absolutely I love this episode (laughs) me too it was such a good one I feel so good (laughs) we love you guys just know as well that we are praying for you all daily you know that this is that people are being led to this podcast that need to hear the things that we're saying and that in some way, shape or form, we're impacting you and creating a positive light out there. And, you know, like we love to say, we're trying to be the good and we hope that the things that we're sharing with you guys are helping you along your journey. And we're just so thankful to share our space with you yet again. We love you all so much. Yes. Until next time. Bye.